Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite AfterBuzz TV after show begins, I'm so excited to tell you that my new cookbook is out. It's called The Every Girl's Guide to Cooking. It's the quickest, fastest, easiest, most amazing recipes for kitchen newbies and chefs alike. Please check out mariamenounos.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment. Very good TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Yeah. Little Flo Rida <laughs> welcoming us in here to the new AfterBuzz After Show covering the new NBC sitcom Crowded. Hey, everybody. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. And we've got a little bit of a crowded panel right here. To my immediate left, we have Danny Galu. Hey, everyone. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Danny Galu. That's Danny D A N I. Yeah, and rounding out the panel, we have Abby Vega. Hey, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Abby Vega. Now, make sure you uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on iTunes, give us those five stars. Uh, you know, you can follow us on Twitter as well. Keep the conversation going even after the show. Uh, but now we're going to be breaking down the new, as I said, the new NBC sitcom, Crowded. There, uh, created by Susan Martin, writing and executive producing on this series. And then also executive produced by Sean Hayes, Todd Maliner, and James Burroughs. A nice comedy legend right there. When you got James Burroughs involved, how can it not be fantastic? <laughs> His thousandth episode was actually one of uh, Crowded's uh, first episodes was his thousandth, which is what they did the big special for. Man, that's amazing. I'm sure a big cake served at that point. I'm, sh- I'm <laughs> definitely yes. sure. Yes, a thousand episodes you, warrants a big cake. You know when James Burroughs is on a show, it's going to be good. So Absolutely. Uh, so the series stars Patrick Warburton and Carrie Preston as parents there who have two young daughters that they think they've uh, sent off to college and now they're set. There, there you go. The emptiness syndrome has kind of come. They've accepted it. They're excited now to be free and clear. Mike's parents, who live next door, are feeling they no longer need it, so they're going to move to Florida. And uh, all of a sudden, things don't go exactly the way with a plan. So uh, we'll start off here with episode one, our pilot. A big introductory episode there. As we start there, uh, Patrick Wartburden, please Mike on the show, says that they, every, the moment they have a child, the second that you uh, have that, you realize at some point they're going to leave you. And nothing really prepares you for that moment. And we see what it's like when they're finally uh, saying goodbye to their oldest daughter. She goes off to college. It seems like, uh, I felt like uh, Martina, Mike's wife, she handles it pretty well at that point. Yeah. Uh, it's just, oh, it, yeah. <laughs> Pretty emotional. Yeah, yeah pretty I can emotional. relate. My mom was just like this, so I can relate. But yeah, my mom the same. Oh, yeah. Well, she was good at the first one, and then she's like, oh, I think this prepares for the second. And then uh, when their youngest daughter, Stella, she leaves, man, Martina just loses it, just just crumples down to the ground. It, I thought that was hysterical. <laughs> I was like, it's so funny. I feel like this is really relatable for people like that are millennials and for adults that have kids. So I feel like it really is... Like, everyone can kind of find a funny in this show. Now, how was it for you when you guys went to college? Uh, were you, uh, when your parents drive you to the, the campus, were you like, see you later? Or was that a kind of an emotional farewell? I was only an hour and a half from home. So for me, it was kind of like, I can go home if I need to. But for my parents, it was different. I'm the only girl, and I have four brothers. So they both, like, when they got home, they're like, I cried the whole way home. They didn't cry in front of me. They held it together. But I was like, <laughs> come on, guys. I'm an hour and a half away. It's different if you're going across the country. But... 
I went across the country. So I got that whole waterworks leaving at the airplane. It was very dramatic. So <laughs> I can see where these parents were coming from. They actually didn't show if it was like a far or close um, commute to where the, the two girls were going to college. But I can definitely relate to the emotional parents and the drama of leaving for school because I'm the oldest and I was the first to go and I went far. So yeah, I can definitely feel their pain. So, because it felt like with Martina, it kind of ramped up. She was fine uh, with their oldest daughter leaving and then she really broke down when the youngest left. So now with you, they really had the waterworks when you left and for the rest of the kids as they left, did they kind of get decreased because they were so desensitized? Well, I came home. So I literally, this show is literally my life and that's why I really wanted to be on this panel because this is my life right now. I just came home from college and I'm living at home. I moved back in with my parents. So I think it was a little bit of less emotional for them when my younger sister left because they knew I was coming back. So I think that they kind of, it was a bittersweet moment, but I, I can definitely relate to Shay and Stella uh, in their current position of being millennials moving back home. We have the boomerang generation. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> I definitely feel them on this one. So now for all your other siblings, are they currently in school right now? Yeah, and so yeah. you're the only one at home. Yep. I'm, so it's not crowded. Yes. But it sometimes feels a little crowded. And it's interesting because I always had a sister. And so now I feel like I'm under the microscope. You know, I feel like I'm the one that's kind of being watched. And I was like... This is new because I've always had someone else in the house with me because mm-hmm. I went away first. So yeah, it's definitely it's definitely an interesting dynamic moving back home after going away to school and you know now I'm working full time and doing that well. So I, I think that this show will kind of continue to unfold and we'll get to see that dynamic of how you know if they get a job are they going to stay home are they going to leave and. We'll see. All right, so uh, kind of tying with this, we get really, really just getting in deep with Danny's uh, situation here. Yeah, this is here. Now yes. my. This is where we're going to be psychoanalyzing <laughs> Danny's situation. But That's for okay. you now, with the coming back, do you feel like you're relating to them as uh, adults, or is it more still like are you kind of just more of the kid in their eyes? I relate to them as the millennial moving back home as the kid. And I, there was one line. I think it was in the second episode. I'm actually not sure. We we'll, we'll touch on it more later. But they the. Uh, Carrie, who plays Martina, the mom, refers to them as their adult roommates. Yes. And that—that that is what I really resonate with, because I feel like that's kind of how my parents and I are treating each other now. It's not like they're, you know, almost, it's not the superior, is, it, does, it doesn't feel like they're superior to me anymore. It almost feels like we have almost like more of a friendship, but it's, it's a funny dynamic. So I definitely can relate to this like weird, are we friends? Are we still my parents? Do I still have a curfew? <laughs> like, so yeah. I think we'll have plenty of time for me to add my own personal input because I have had plenty of these experiences that oh, Stella and right. Shay have Look at that. down the line. So we're not going to just be breaking down crowded. We're also going to be breaking down <laughs> no. Danny's current living my situation. My personal living yes. situation. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> so, <laughs> so once they say goodbye to their, their daughters, we jump in time four years. And we see that really, as much as they are emotional saying goodbye uh, to Stella, now they really, really enjoy it having the, uh, the house to themselves. You know, get really little sexy, get her, you know, have, have that stuff and not have to worry about any young kids running around. Yeah, the romance is bad. Yes! And so now the only drama right now is that Mike's parents, who live right across the way, they want them to move to Florida. So finally, then we can be completely free. And the grandparents are like, well, since we don't have the, the kids to help out with anymore, I guess we're going to move to Florida. But then all of a sudden, boom, what happens? Uh, the kids come marching back in. They both had a little uh, struggles there, both professionally and personally, and said, now nope, we got to move back home. There you go. So that kind of sets up. And once the grandparents hear about that, it's like, well, we're not going to move. <laughs> we're not going to leave. Yeah, yeah, you need us. So, yeah. So everything, as much as their, their perfect life kind of collapses in on themselves. Yeah, I love the way they did that, too, because they, the way they shot it was just them being all romantic and happy and talking about their life now and then everything just at once. It's like, I don't know, I forget if it was Stella or Shay first, but one, then the other. And then the parents come in and they're like, oh, you're back, you know? And it was just the parents just... Right after they had found the 
the pot, the pot too. Yes, yes. So it was just great was so timing because they were a little out of it, and it was it was great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they go down because they're finally getting rid of the playroom. As as many parents, I think, once like a, yeah. a child leaves, like, hey, we can actually renovate the house, do different things with it. So get rid of the playroom, make it more like a a, a rec room. We can do all that kind yeah, of stuff with it. Entertainment, adult theater. Yes, be one of those yeah. big Hollywood douchebags. As, <laughs> exactly. as Mike says, yes. Uh, but then they find one of the old dolls that Stella had, and inside there's a bunch of pot, uh, or not a bunch, but a little bit of pot. That comes back into play later. Yeah, that comes back. <laughs> yeah, come back into play because Stella goes to look for it and it isn't there. So. <laughs> Uh, but we find out the reason that Stella's moving back is that she broke up with her boyfriend, uh, Justin. They, uh, she's pursuing a career in acting and singing. Uh, she broke up with Justin, so uh, she's moving back home. They have a very funny relationship. It reminds me a lot of um, Haley and Dylan in Modern oh, Family. Oh, yes. yes. That's that a was, really good That comparison. was the vibes I kind of got. I feel like this is like almost, in a weird way, NBC's answer to that. It's like that really funny, fun-loving family with silly relationships. It's like Modern Family in 10 years. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? When they all kind of move back home. I thought that that was just like really cute. I feel like sometimes the simplest situations make the best comedies. I agree. Yes. You know, not like, trying too hard. It's a, it's a very simple situation. I feel like I could have thought of this like a hundred times, you know, but but I didn't and someone else did. <laughs> and, and here's a beautiful show. Yes. I, mean, I think yeah. it's cute. And Stella feels like she's set though because she, she's not just an actor, but she's also a singer. So it's like having two lottery tickets. Right. She's a triple threat. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which then I did like my it's exactly worth two lottery tickets. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> yes. what that career is for. <laughs> he has the best one-liners in the Abs- show. Oh, for he sure. Really yeah, does. he is great. And then we find that uh, Shay's moving back because her, the, the funding for her position was cut. So she, she now has no job. Which, so, is, which is really relatable, I feel like, for people our age. I have so many friends that I graduated with that still are looking for jobs, you know? I feel like that's something that a lot of people can resonate with. And especially someone like like Stella who had, or sorry, like Shay, who had a degree in a really promising field, like mm-hmm. science and space and everything, and she can't find a job, like that, that made me feel a little better. Because yeah, I was exactly. like, yeah. okay, it took me like 10 months to find a job, but that's okay, because if a scientist can't, then that's all right. You know, I feel like that that's really relatable for people, the millennials that are watching, that are graduating and trying to navigate the job market and struggling. Like, this is a nice character to kind of resonate with and yeah. feel really Because not with. everyone can relate with, like, the actress yeah. or singer, exactly. you know? Yes. So it's good to see someone. They had a great major, but, you know, it still is a struggle sometimes to find that job these yeah. days. So. Yeah, for sure. And so now with them back, it's sort of like, you know, Mike and Martina kind of got used to not having to worry about anybody else. But now that they're back, they've got to figure out, well, we got to go someplace else if we want to get a little sexy time and enjoy each other. So they get a hotel room. (laughs) But then, of course, they just they revert back to tight because as soon as the texts start coming in from the kids, all of a sudden Martina's worried about it. Mike knows how it's all going to play out. Like, all right, that's why are we even doing this? He's hysterical, too, because it's the typical dad, which is all women. You know, he like when he sees the text coming in and they're right. talking about boys, he's just like, he doesn't expect any more sexy time or alone time. Yes. He's like, it's all off the table now. Yeah. Well, Mike lays it down because he said like, we made the mistake. We made the kids our friends. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess that's always some, some parents are, want to just kind of keep that divide. They're not going to be friends with the kids, but they're going to just, you know, be their parents. And other ones are people also parent as like, Hey, we're also be friends with our kids as well. For you guys, are you friends with your parents or is it more just like a, a parent child kind of situation? I think it progressed. I feel like since I was the only girl with my mom, it was always more of, I was always really close with her, so I kind of looked at it as a friendship, but then I also wasn't doing anything bad for her to discipline, so that kind of helped, but with my dad, he was a little more, I think because of the only girl thing again, he was more disciplined. I can't say the Disciplinarian? word. Disciplinarian? Yes, yes, with me, but as I got older, it became more of a friendship 
but not like super friendship, if that makes sense. Like right. there's some stuff I'm not going to discuss with my dad and my mom. It's a fine line. Yeah, there's, like it was a, a good balance. Yeah, yeah, good balance. I feel like you go back and forth, you know, there are certain times where it's like, you can't leave your room a mess, you're living under my house, you know, but then I'm like, wait a second, like I'm an adult, you know, so I feel like it's a fine line of, um, you know, being friends and having an adult roommate kind of vibe and then also they still are your parents and there still is a level of respect you know, so I think that this show really ha does a good example of like showing that fine line. You know, like they kind of like dance back and forth on it. I feel like. Yeah, although I feel like uh, of the two of them, I feel like certainly Stella does is kind of oblivious to like, she hey, pushes, she pushes her limits. Oh yes. Yeah, like I could just ride the, I could just uh, just hang back, and the parents are gonna take care of me for yeah. all of this. Yeah. I feel like Shay at least has some kind of, you know, understanding like, all right, maybe this is not the, the best situation. And in regards to boundaries, too, I think it's more in episode two that you see it. But some of the discussions they have, definitely in front of the dad, I was like, <laughs> he's like, I'm out. I'm like, I would not say that in front of my dad. I would feel so uncomfortable. But we'll get into that after for episode two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we find out that uh, while they're in the hotel room, uh, they say, like, you know, we get, we made them our friends. We also have to worry about my parents being here, too. I should probably stand up to them as well. So why don't we, for my parents' anniversary party, well, we're just going to do everything at once. We'll tell the kids, you know, they can't live in here anymore. We'll tell my parents, go to Florida. We can get back and have the house our, our, our own way. So they, uh, which always seems like, yeah, do why not save those those big announcements for those special oh, yeah. all-family yeah, yeah. type Great of situations. Idea. Yeah. It's like that happens so often in the real world, too. Yeah, it's like, you know, we'll save it for this bit. Yeah, we'll all it, be here, so let's just make this up. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's supposed to be a happy occasion, but we're going to drop some bad news. <laughs> let's say yeah. when somebody yeah. like says, hey, I'm this or I'm that or this, and they always do some terrible revelation. Like, why did you pick this happy occasion? <laughs> tell us all this bad news. Yeah, they think it'll balance it out, but no. <laughs> no. So they have the anniversary party, and I like Mike's toast, where he pretty much just, like, that's his way of telling everybody, just like in a casual <laughs> yeah. toast. In the toast. Yeah, it's, it's like, really, hey, hey. <laughs> Here's let's open jumped. up the night with uh, some good news. Uh, yeah, and that, that leads uh, to Bob saying, hey, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, Bob, uh, Mike's dad, is like, all right, hey, you know, you're making a mistake. You, you love your kids. You don't like them. That's the difference. Right. To, to which then Mike's like, no, 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 hey, hold on. I, I love my kids. We also made them our friends uh, as well. So if they want to stay here, they can. So Mike completely just reverses the whole his whole objective. He's like, oh, I was going to kick him out, but now you guys can stay here. And I'm making that choice. It's a conscious decision on my part. Yeah, and yeah. I think that was like the first time you really see the dynamic between Mike and Bob because I feel like that's in all three episodes so far, you kind of see that they have very different parenting techniques. Yes. And the way Bob treated Mike and parented him kind of affected how he now treats his daughters. And I think that at that toast, that's when you first kind of see their dynamic as father and son. So Yeah, for sure. And I do like the chemistry between Stacey Keach and Patrick Warburton is just so great. That's probably my favorite relationship out of everybody in the in the series so far. I feel like it's gonna continue to develop and get even stronger. Like the third episode is almost totally surrounding that relationship. And I feel like we're gonna hopefully see more of that because as you said, those two have great chemistry on camera together. So I think it'll be really nice to kind of see I think that they're gonna bond a little bit more. You know, I think it's not only about the relationship between the parents like uh, Carrie and Patrick and their kids. But also, you know, the grandparents and then his son. So oh, yeah, I think I think that sure. it's like it's multi generational uh, in terms of like, you know, parent to, to child relationships. And one other relationship that's just touched on briefly in this one is uh, Stella's boyfriend or ex at the moment, uh, Justin, who goes to visit Mike at work. Which Mike is like his profession is just a pilot. Yeah, is that's that his what I was is that his profession? He was just in a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. No. They, 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 all of their jobs seem a little bit confusing. Like <laughs> yeah. I think I think. Um, 
uh, Martina is a therapist, but yes. like, yes. yeah, and I, I mean, like, they all have very fluid jobs. I feel like I think he just flies planes for fun. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, it's really, and and so anybody can just kind of walk up and just this is one knock. No security. Yeah, the one knock was <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> yeah, that was because I came in play later. And yeah, it was, it was funny. Now, uh, have you ever had uh, boyfriends or talk to your to your dads at all? But like, oh, you know, hey, something's going on with uh, Abby or Danny. I, I need uh, you got any advice? God, I would hate that. <laughs> yeah, I would hate that. Like, if, if that had happened, I, I would be like, what is wrong? I would, that would be like not a good thing. Yeah, I my dad has been, and my boy, past boyfriends have been cordial. Right. But I don't think he would ever go like up to my dad like privately. That'd be a little strange. Right. Yeah, I feel like that, that I think it, the relationship like when I'm around is, is cool. Yeah. You know, and like when there's other people, but I think like the one-on-one going and like kind of <laughs> almost like sabotaging him like at his place of work, I think that that would make my dad really uncomfortable, first of all. <laughs> Second of all, it would make me super uncomfortable. So I don't I don't know exactly how Stella felt about this. But, but for comedy pur- purposes, it was great. It's oh, yes. great. It was, it was great. hilarious. It was fun to watch. <laughs> is it important for you guys, for, 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 for boyfriends to, to like, uh, your parents to like your boyfriends? or they just have to tolerate each other. They don't have to like them, they just got to tolerate. That's important. It's I, yeah. like that's I really think it's important. very important. I think that's really important. And I think that there's a really funny line in this where he, um, you know, gets down and he goes, will you marry me? You know, because I, I, the, the relationship is really funny between Stella and, and Justin is his name, you know, and, the, and the, I think that the, the father-daughter thing, there's like some blurred lines here with like what Patrick's character um, Mike can talk about with his daughters, you know? Yes. So I think the, the boyfriend kind of stepped over his, he kind of went over their heads, he stepped over the line a little bit. Yeah, because yeah. Justin shows up at the doorstep and says like, hey, I want you back. Right. And Stella says, oh, that's great, uh, I'll move back in with you. It's like, well, uh, surprise, we got evicted, so we can't move back there. And then Stella says, well, you could just live with us. Yeah. Like, well, hold Yikes. on. I know, like while the parents are right there, they're like, yeah. are you not going to ask us? Like, like what's happening here? Yeah, that's where I feel like Stella is not, uh, not the she doesn't pick up on those cues like hey maybe this is not yeah. the smartest idea I agree and yeah. then so what Mike says like you're not even married to which Justin <laughs> then just proposes right there right then and there yeah, bold like, move yes very bold uh, and she says yes which I was curious to see if, especially for the pilot because you're wondering okay what's gonna what, what are they gonna keep and what are they gonna change when it starts going to the series and so I was wondering is Justin gonna be a character we're gonna see around is he gonna be living with them as well I know we, we kind of lost him after that yeah. after the pilot so I'm not sure I know I, d- I thought I saw that he's definitely on more episodes but they didn't right. you know from that scene to the next couple episodes they didn't really touch on it as much I kind of thought we would see that unfold a little bit more after the first episode because I felt like that was a big part of the first yeah. episode and then they kind of dropped that storyline a little bit I think that maybe they're just introducing you to more characters because the show is just developing and just yeah. starting that maybe they're kind of giving you a taste of everybody and yeah. we'll get we'll get more of him in a little bit because I do want more of that Stella and Justin relationship. It is funny. <laughs> it's very entertaining. I feel like it's good TV. It's it's perfect for a comedy like that ditzy couple. That ditzy young millennium couple is like just a it silly stereotype good. to watch on TV. And I do really want to see Mike and Justin interact more because uh, yeah, he's just hilarious. Oh yeah, for in general on this show, but his interaction with Justin I thought was really funny. Yeah, for sure. stood out to me. And then as it gets to the end of the episode, we have just like a little bonding moment there in between uh, uh, Mike and Marina, uh, Martina and the kids. Like, hey, you know, we're all going to be friends and uh, we're going to love each other. Uh, but then also we get a little moment between uh, Bob and Mike having a little like, all right, yeah, that's, uh, can we maybe open up to each other a little bit? To which they do say, hey, they ask each other about how the other's doing and then it ends there. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that yeah. moment where you kind of open up with your parent and realize we don't really have anything else to say. Do we? But we're now we're kind of stuck in this emotional weird area. Yeah, that was. And then the way they ended it with all them in the bed, and then them asking for more wine glasses was just perfect because it, it was cute. Yeah, it kind of like, shows like yeah. this is how it's gonna be. Like, yeah. oh, we're adult. You know, it mixes the friendship and um, 
parent-child relationship yeah, that we have kind of been talking lines. about. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be that weird step for when you do something adult with your adult with your parents for the first time, like yeah. have a drink of wine in front of them or something like that. Yes. Where it's like, whoa, okay, this is. I'm sure I know you've probably had alcohol without me, but it seems weird yeah, to be like. Do it with it. It is a gonna, weird thing. Yeah, yeah. that might take some getting used to. I think that I also what I liked about this pilot is that they really established the show as like multi generational, like multicultural. Like I really like that this show kind of like blends everyone. You know, I think that there is something in this show that almost everyone can appreciate and like and relate to. Yeah. You know, yeah. I feel like that that you don't always see that on TV. Like someone who's my age, someone who's my parents' age. I feel like it's nice to kind of see a broad a broad cast like a, a wide spectrum of different kinds of people that different people can relate to as viewers yeah and what i like is just also too there's so many and it seems overly kind of steering away from that but like the cliche of either like the henpecked husband or the like the the, the domineering wife where it's just like it's always nice to see parents that are genuinely in love with each other yes. yeah it's sweet yeah it is yeah and there might they might have their disagreements about certain things but at the end of the day we both know we were genuinely deeply in love with each and other and i think the grandparents too yeah which yes. is really nice like to see that because i feel like a lot of times you know grandparents come in as just like comic relief in a TV show but these ones are a really dynamic part of the of the show and an important part of the cast and their relationships with other cast members are important but their relationship with each other is really sweet too like yeah. he ado- like Bob totally adores Alice which I love that and, and so none of the cute. jokes come at the expense of like digging at each other yeah none of those they're jokes. cute yeah. and I they're really sweet. like too um, how Alice is a different view because it's a step parent you right. know yes. and so like she said it you can relate. Anyone can relate. Because there's a lot of people these days. Like, I know I have a stepdad. Right. You know, a lot of people these days have stepparents or... So there's no normal family. Anymore. Yeah. No. You know what I mean? And I think that, like we talked about a little bit before, Modern Family does a good job with that. And I think that this show will provide another, you know, platform for people to be able to discuss different kinds of families and different kinds of relationships. I mean, we get into it later, but there's sexuality conversations. And yes. So I feel like there's a lot that this show does bring to the table that comedies do a good job with being funny, but also discussing serious issues in a light way that will get a conversation started yeah. without making people uncomfortable. Yeah, and I think that's really nice what they did with Alice. They made her a step-parent, but she's been in the picture for a long time. Yes. And they treat her son, like we see later, as a part of the family, too. So I yes. think it's like a nice dynamic that they have. Yeah. So none of that, like, oh, because even with, the, with Stella and Shay referring to her as grandmother. So I mean, yeah. it's right. like, you no, know, like she's been in the picture. No, like, evil stepmom yeah. thing that. that they used to none do. That. Not at all. They don't yeah. refer to her as her first name, which I like. You know, I yep. think it's nice. No, very cool. So we'll move on to episode two, uh, Present Tense. Uh, well, we start off uh, three months prior to our, our current state when they, when they were childless back at the time. We're just really enjoying some sexy role play. <laughs> Look at that. This kitchen's really dirty. Yeah. Two, but then we cut back to present day. It was like, yeah, this kitchen is really that dirty. Was, which is a true mess. That was great how they, <laughs> really how they did that. And then we just see what some changes have happened since, especially with Stella. I feel like she's the one that went through the biggest change from the pilot to now that the we're hair. going to a mm-hmm. series. Both the hair and then her status reset. Not, not with Justin anymore, but kind of just being a single lady doing a lot of rebounds. I like how this episode opens. There's something about when a comedy has like a chaotic scene with everybody in it. Mm-hmm. So many comedies do that. I feel like I saw that on The Office. And like they just like it's there's a million people doing a million different things and everyone's walking in and everyone has their own little input about it. I feel like yes. that's how they opened this. Like their little before the opening credits was really cute and really funny and engaging. And I feel like they were finally like in their characters. I feel like the first episode, it took them a beat to kind of like you know, marry themselves to the role and get get into character fully. And I feel like this opening scene of the second episode, really, they were all kind of there and present and didn't seem nervous anymore. I feel like it was 
it, like it really kind of gave a foundation for what the show is going to be, in my opinion. Yeah, no, it just the, that whole scene where everybody's more obsessed about uh, Stella cutting her hair than yeah, anything about her sexuality. Yes, they go. She was making out with a girl on the <laughs> stairs, and then she goes, "Oh my gosh, you cut your hair!" Yeah, <laughs> like that was just so. It was so funny. It was such a funny like mom moment. Yes. Uh, so we finally, it seems like the core of this episode is uh, it's only Mike and Martina. Uh, is Mike too vanilla? Uh, <laughs> that was we, a great analogy. Yes. That was. Very vanilla. You are what you eat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Loving that vanilla yogurt. So yeah, so they wonder like, can they really talk to Mike about anything because they know how he feels about sexuality. These aren't topics that make him very comfortable. He's too vanilla to be having these kind of conversations. And so Mike's feeling a little like, oh man, is this, am I too vanilla? Are they, are they poisoning uh, my daughters or poisoning uh, my wife against me? Is that what they're doing? That's what I thought was funny when I was talking about sexuality like talking in front of your dad because they it was so they awkward. managed to turn that around into him being vanilla but i was saying like if i'm watching sex in the city and my dad walks in i feel uncomfortable you know <laughs> yeah, like I and that's that. just like watching a tv show so it was funny that them talking about sexuality and her just like kissing a girl like a random girl that no one knows right in <laughs> she front of them. Dating yeah. app, like, and they turn that around to mike being vanilla and i thought it was pretty funny but there's a great line at that part where he goes or when when she goes just because i made out with a girl doesn't mean i'm a lesbian and he goes what does he say he goes doesn't it though like <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was such a it was such a dad moment uh-huh. and it was like a generational gap i feel like a little bit that he was just like he didn't kind of get the, i mean even they they use terms like freegan and it's the yes. famous and he was like i don't know if those are good things yeah. or bad things <laughs> You know, I feel like there was a lot of funny jokes that, like, I can appreciate as, you know, someone in their 20s and that my dad would appreciate also. You know, that's, I think that that was, like, a really funny opener. And there was so many good one-liners. I I had to, like, watch this episode twice because I didn't want to miss any of them. That was a really, it was, there was great punchlines in that scene. I did like that for uh, for when Mike says, uh, that's why we put labels on things so we know what they are. Like, this is a bottle of water. And then he drinks and goes, wait, this is vodka. (laughs) I, like, I tweeted about that right away because I know for a fact that that has happened to my mom. <laughs> oh, so I funny. know for a fact because in high school or like I don't know, like people that's people find their way. That's a and thing. It's a thing. <laughs> and my mom, I know, has I texted her. I'm like, you have to watch this show. Guess what just happened? And she's like, I feel, I feel. <laughs> and I that's feel. the thing. It's, it's. I'm sure if my mom has experienced that, then. Oh, man. Many yes. parents have, and it was. I thought that was so funny. That was great writing. That, like, that really that's was something that like someone smart had to think of that because that's happened to so many people. Yet, like you, ha- someone has to be the one to put that down on paper. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was just like uh, that yeah, was. Gold. I thought that was so good. <laughs> I, yeah, that was great. It was really funny. That was just a part of that opening chaos scene that I was talking about. It was literally just like. 20 different things were happening that were all so funny you almost like have to watch it a couple times to like take it all in yeah. like there was so many funny things happening well that was one thing because the, the kiss with Stella and Jessica I think her name was it just goes on for so long like it felt so, so weird awkward. to like to do that I mean one thing maybe have like a uh, like a, a quick kiss with right. somebody you're involved like with in front of your parents yes but to go into like I can't imagine doing any sort of like elaborate make out in front of my parents even if it was with your long term boyfriend yes yeah I would never like, nah, especially right. with someone that you, I, I mean I feel like they just met each other these two like yes. on a dating on a dating app like that's like something very bold to just that's also an interesting part of moving home is like when you are trying to date like do you bring people back to your parents house you know I think that that's like a really interesting thing that they're tapping into here mm-hmm. it's like when you don't have an apartment let's say and you want to go out and be social and then you meet a potential love interest where do you go you know yeah. so I think that this kind of like touched on that and it was it was it was funny because she was like why are you guys still up but like it was seven in the morning or something, and everyone yes. was awake having breakfast. And she was like, "Oh, it's not nighttime anymore." Like it was really cute. 
And we find it speaking of dating, uh, Shay struggling in the dating department. Yes. Uh, so uh, Stella says, hey, let me help you out doing this. And so they, uh, Stella, Martina, and Alice help out Shay putting out a, a dating profile on uh, Toast Up dating that app. That was, yeah. Yes. Her line, like the rom-com line. She goes into this little thing where I forget what Miranda Cosgrove says at this point. She's like, I feel like I'm going to sit in a coffee shop and he's just going to show up. Like, it was so funny, her idea of like what the dating world is going to Oh, yeah. Is, is basically be. recapsulizing you got mail. That was like yeah. that whole oh, premise. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like just a basically a recap of a rom-com yep. and she was just waiting for like the perfect Prince Charming to just <laughs> land in her life it was really funny but I like the way this dating app works is where it's like you're a piece of toast and another piece of toast and if the, a piece of bread and if the toast pops up then you guys are a match someone's yes. gonna make this oh, yes. someone's gonna make it for toast real up. <laughs> now do you guys use dating apps at all I've never used one. I have. I, I just feel like a lot of the time it's not super genuine. You know, it's a lot of like surface conversation. And I mean, there are some people who kind of make it to the next step with these. And I have plenty of friends who have had really successful relationships off some dating apps, but I feel like they're kind of like lucky ones, you know? Yeah. I have a friend who is living with someone she met on one of the dating yeah. apps. And in like regards to dynamics, I like how Stella and Shay are so different in their idea of this dating app and stuff. Yeah. Stella kind of, because some dating apps too have the more like hookup. It's a stigma thing. Yeah. yeah. And she kind of looks at it as like a romantic thing, which some people do, you know? Some people think that they'll find their romance on these yeah. dating apps. Some people look at it as hookups. So it's kind of nice to show the two different sides of that because it, it's relatable. No. Absolutely. Uh, and Mike, uh, at the meantime, is also needing a little help relating. Uh, so he talks to his dad, who says, like, hey, maybe you should try watching some porn. Get some ideas. Maybe kind <laughs> oh, of for sure. Which seems like, it's that's a that conversation do I want to have with my dad? Answer. Like, hey, watch some porn. Like, well, what? No, thanks, dad. <laughs> well, I will pass on that. No. That was extremely awkward. I feel like talking about anything like that with a parent, no matter how old you are, is going to make you uncomfortable. Yes. It's going to make your skin yeah. crawl. Even though he is a parent and probably like in his 50s or 60s, it's like you don't want to have that kind of conversation with your parents, no matter how old, no, no matter no, no. what time. I could like, be never. 70, they could be 90. I still don't want to talk about porn. Don't no. want to talk about no. it. Nope, 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 nope. Let's like cross that. I thought it was interesting how open the parents are about talking about sex in front of their kids. Yeah. You know, they're like, we're yes. going to go upstairs. Don't come. <laughs> go. They were like, get a, get a room. And they were like, you get a house. <laughs> You know, yeah, exactly. but it was just like the fact that they were even that open about it was uncomfortable because I think that maybe that's a little bit unrealistic. I don't know how, maybe it's just my family, but I don't feel like everybody is super open about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's kind of like a taboo thing to talk about with your parents. And so I thought that that was kind of interesting that the parents were so, so open about what they were going to be doing upstairs. <laughs> like, don't come in. Exactly. See, I took it, I took it more as like them being this is our house, and I thought they were just trying to make those girls uncomfortable. <laughs> not necessarily like this <laughs> matter. Get them out. Yeah, right. not like as much of a matter of fact, like this is what we're doing, but more of a ha, like we're gonna make you feel uncomfortable because you're yeah. taking over yeah. our territory now, and we're, you know, yeah. we're gonna keep having sex until you feel you need to leave. <laughs> That's it. You can't stand it anymore. Uh, but we feel that Martina also decides to put a little profile from Mike on the dating app and realizes, oh my gosh, he'd get a lot of young ladies with tattoos and piercings. So funny. is that what he'd be into? And when he sees him look at, when Martina walks in on Mike in the kitchen looking at porn right there, what the he does girls, in the middle of the day. In the middle of the house. <laughs> what are you doing? The, the way he tried to cover it up. It's hilarious. <laughs> like the sheet, like slowly. Yeah. And they're all just like, what are you doing? I'm putting the computer to sleep. <laughs> yes. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yikes. Right when um, Bob brought up the porn, I just, in my. I'm like, they're, the girls are going to bust him. Like, obviously, they're going to bust him. It froze. Like, he goes, why do yes. you have to freeze like that? Or something. <laughs> uh, but the Martina gets all worried about that and feels like the way that I got to be cool and hip is I got to get a piercing then. That's going to make me cool and yeah. hip. They're but... both trying to impress each other. Yes. Yeah, that's this why point. it was funny because it was one of those 
it was standard comedy where both of them didn't realize what was happening with the other. Right. They were both worried, and if they would have just communicated, communicated it exactly. would have One of those serendipity been, moments. Yes. Like, yes. just talk to each other, for goodness sakes. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, is finally when Alice comes into Mike and says, hey, oh, speaking for Bob, because Bob can't express all these emotions, but speaking for Bob, says, hey, you have a great marriage. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Just get in there and just sweep her off her feet. So he does right in the middle of a client session, right oh, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. The client was like, uh, "Can you wait until we're done? We're in the middle of a session right now." That was that was was that after she got her nose pierced? Yes. yes. Oh, and she has this huge. And she goes, "Yeah, infected. and it's really infected right now." And he's like, "That's hot." It was just it was so funny. That whole yes office. Yes. That whole yeah dirty talking in the office. Like, oh yeah, this is that we can still feel the heat heat from Jeremy's butt. And it's like, nah, no, we like, won't be on the couch. And then his knee gave out, and like the <laughs> table was broken. Was so I thought that was hysterical. It was because so they were both still trying to be like prove to the other like what they thought the other wanted. Yeah. And it, was, it was just so not them and it was so funny. The lines and that I was laughing out loud. I was it's, like, this is so great. It's funny to see actors acting and act it was like such a meta moment. They were acting, but they were also actors acting. So I felt like it like was almost like the laughing and stuff was genuine. Yeah. yeah. You know, like when they would fell on the floor and just giggled, like I felt like it was real laughter. It wasn't forced. It was they the couple like um Martina and Mike do have really cute chemistry together. And I feel like in this episode, even though they were kind of struggling to find their groove, you do see like how sweet they are to each other and how they really do care about each other. Yeah, especially with, oh, oh, to go back when they're talking about like the, the yogurt, and we see him eating kiwi yogurt. It's like, oh, yeah. Yeah. and she's like, but the, but she goes to the gym to work out all the time. Like, <laughs> Young, new yeah. flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, while that's happening, we find Shay and Stella at the bar waiting for Shay's date to show up, and then we see the toast get scraped, and so he's not going to show. Yeah. And Stella and Shay have a little moment where they kind of connect and find out like why the, uh, Shay always thought that uh, Stella didn't want her around. Right. Uh, Shay reveals that. Hey, uh, Stella reveals that. Hey, I was always jealous because you're so you're like almost as pretty as me, and you're smart. Yeah. And and Shay's like, oh well, you know, you never really let me hang out. I was always envious of you because you really like you're really popular. Mom and Dad always used to worry about you, and they realize, oh, maybe we should hang out some more. Yeah, I like how they touched on their past relationship because obviously you can tell that they're very different people, mm-hmm. but it's kind of nice to see like. You know, they you know a little bit about their past. Like they weren't always really close. And right. I think it kind of shows them now as adults that they're gonna, you know, they're gonna start getting closer, hanging out more, getting more of that sister bond that maybe they didn't have as much when they were younger. And I think that's uh, common for a lot of siblings. That yeah. you really mm-hmm. don't start connecting until when you're you, older. Yeah, until you're older. You've gone off to college, or at least one of the siblings is gone, and you kinda come back and you can start connecting on that level as opposed to like, you know, trying to, you know, push each other in the, the dirt or something like that as when you're kids. Yeah, like that. it's like they're in the same boat right now too. Like they really can relate on like a deeper level than I feel like than they've been able to in the past. They both have faced some form of rejection and they kind of like are vulnerable in a way that I don't think they have been before. And so I think that their their friendship is now blossoming on the fact that like they don't have a ton of friends around. It seems mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. you haven't met a single one of their friends yet, minus like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever, but like they haven't had like friends come over or anything. So it's nice to see that they're building like uh, a friendship rather than just being sisters. Yeah. You know, I think it's also cute. Miranda Cosgrove in this role, I feel like I'm watching her from School of Rock all grown up. Yeah. Like it's giving me like total <laughs> Miranda Cosgrove in School of Rock vibes. You know, she's like that like very buttoned up tight. And so it's nice to kind of see her break out of her shell and like put herself out there. And I think that getting rejected or stood up for this date is something that is so relatable and that people, you know, I think it would almost have been too good to be true if that guy just showed up and he was a perfect match, you know? Like, showing some form of, like, this is real, this is what people go through, and someone even, you know, like that who was taking a big risk and putting themselves on the line that you would hope for them, you know, something would work out, it doesn't always work out, you know? 
Very true. And so, yeah, uh, they come home and they have a little talk with Mike and Martina. Say, like, all right, relationships change. You know, you're not going to be the kids anymore. You got to clean up after yourselves. You got to put gas in the in the car. Right. Uh, do we have to pay rent? We're not going <laughs> to. We're not delusional. We're not delusional. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we're adult roommates now. That's yes, the that's, deal. Yeah. Yes. So as they I said, love that line. Yeah, yes. they lay down the law. There you go. And as as Danny was mentioning, yeah, the other, or now we're going to go up and uh, we have sex. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to bang the heck out of my girlfriend. Can't here. even. Yeah, I do like. Um, I don't know if we've touched yeah, on this yet. The girlfriend. The girlfriend. I, maybe that was in the next episode. Or, yeah. No, oh, I think no, it was in this, this office. Yes. That was, was in, in this office. one. So he kind of talked about how we were boyfriend and girlfriend. Mike and Martinez. Yes. We're talking about. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. Sexy. And, sexy. And then we were married. Sexy. Not, that was oh yeah, sexy first too. married, sexy. sexy kids, not, not so sexy. Then we were boyfriend and girlfriend again, which was sexy again. Mm-hmm. But then the kids came back, not so sexy. So they were kind of like saying, you know, I want my boyfriend back. I want my girlfriend back. And I thought that was really sweet that they still feel that way about each other. It felt like they were young and still so in love. It was very cute. And I liked that that banter kind of between them back mm-hmm. and forth. Uh, yeah, so that we, that we, now we get adult roommates. Everybody's adult roommates. And we, we take us into episode three, Brother. Running us yeah. out this yes. evening, yes. Uh, so uh, now it, it seems like the big ep- the thing here. It seems like it's been all these episodes that we've seen so far is a relationship between Bob and Mike. It seems to kind of be like the forefront one. Yeah. Are they going to yeah. kind of connect? Uh, they seem to have that kind of uh, emotional distance between the two of them. So Martina's really big on on uh, Mike. Hey, come on, have, have Bob be your partner for the family game night. Right. And uh, Mike steps up and he asks him. Yeah, uh, it was brave. Yeah. I feel like Martina's kind of overall goal in this episode is like to get people to accept therapy. I feel like that's yes. a huge underlying issue. Uh, yes. Part of this episode too as well as the relationship which kind of it, it, they interplay with each other but I feel like the idea of therapy often has like a negative connotation and I think that this episode kind of digs into that and like shows you that it's not something that needs to have a negative connotation. Like everybody can benefit from it and I think that Martina's character being like an advocate for that is something cool to see on you know an NBC sitcom. Yeah, yeah. and this is the first idea, the first episode where we know what she does for a living, right? right. Well, in the last... I don't remember. I think they, I think she says something about it. Maybe she touches on it, but this is yeah. where you actually yeah, see her in her yeah. place of work. Oh, no, because yeah, the last episode she was in, in the, the office, office. Right. Yeah, with Jeremy. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, you kind so. of see her like really practicing You know her skills. She, yes. tries to, she tries to kind of do it with her own family, yeah. which, <laughs> you know, is a struggle, I'm sure, But because she's involved in it. She's yeah. invested personally, so I don't know if that's going to work out for her benefit, but I feel like it was... It, it's definitely a nice thing to see, like, become a part of a conversation on TV. For sure. And we see Bob saying, all right, I'll be your partner for game mm-hmm. night. But then who comes in is uh, Alice's son, Ethan, Ethan the right. golf pro. Yes. And, and the, the way that you see Mike, or excuse me, Bob light up around Ethan, holy cow, he's just excited and smiling and just, you know, just wants to hug him. Right. Yeah, I, just so much, as opposed to when you've only seen him relate to one son, Mike, in that grumpy. fashion. Yes. Grumpy. I know, I felt so bad. I was like, oh when, no. When he switched partners. When yes. He, um, when they, him and, uh, so, Bob and Mike were supposed to be partners mm-hmm. for family game night, and then Ethan comes in and he goes, we're going to be partners to him and uh, Bob. And so you kind of have a moment of sadness for uh, Mike, who is like this big masculine character. Yeah. You kind of, like, your heart hurts for him for a minute, because everyone, I think that that's kind of the point of this like therapy thing, everyone has moments of like feeling down. You know, even someone who has a really hard exterior. Yeah. Like Mike, I think he showed a really vulnerable side in this episode. Yeah, and what I, what was nice, and certainly we find this up at the end of the episode, is that Bob, you're wondering like, oh, Bob, is he doing this just because he's clueless? Is right. he not picking up anything? But you feel like, you know, Bob is paying attention along the way, and he does yeah. realize that there is something going on, mm-hmm. and he addresses it by the end of the episode. But in the meantime, though, we find out that, all right, now uh, Ethan and, and Bob are going to be partners for game night. Uh, and I do like when they come back home, and, and Mike is just eating cereal. <laughs> Comfort food. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then, totally Mike, and then Martina says, that. like, oh, I gave up uh, smoking, and I pushed right. two kids out of my vagina. 
And I like Mike's line, I hate when you win arguments by using your vagina. Amazing. Such a <laughs> good one. That was great. That was great. I feel like he women really, use that whenever. Yeah, he really <laughs> delivers, I feel like, on his line, Patrick Warburton, um, as the character Mike. I, maybe he's kind of like playing himself. I know I saw an interview of him where he kind of mentioned that he is living in a situation very similar to this. I think it was when he was on the Today Show. He said that his family kind of all lives at home with him right now. He has like kind of adolescent children like 20 kids in their 20s and so he I feel like he this is such a natural role for him to play because it's kind of him I yeah. feel like sometimes that's when actors are best is when they can kind of play a role that they can really relate to for sure so I feel like he's been able to just like deliver on these lines so well and uh, Martina is being a role playing says hey why don't we role play I'll play Bob and you could have that conversation where you really tell Bob right. how you feel about Ethan and I do like his first line I was like that I, I loved having sex like, with you yes, this morning that, yeah, yeah. I was like oh my gosh <laughs> Uh, it basically just irritates Martina to the point where she leaves and goes to the shed and smokes in the shed. Yes. And then also finds Ethan <laughs> staying in the shed. I think the shed becomes like an escape place. Yes. yes. The shed is like a really awesome space on this episode. Like everyone escapes to the shed, including Ethan, including Mike, including Martina. Like yes. everyone, everyone has their yeah. moment in the shed. And it's funny to have like a tiny cramped space like that be like the place where everyone works out all their issues. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, we find that the reason Ethan's there is that he's lying about uh, staying at the Four Seasons. Uh, he's lost all his money uh, uh, on high-stakes poker. And he also has a case of the yips. So he feels like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. My, my golf career could be over. I don't. Yeah. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we find Alice has actually used a, a tracking app on his <laughs> to find out where he that's is. Such a, that's also such a mom yeah, thing. Mom's uh, do, yeah, moms. Do, do they have tracking apps on you guys? I really or no? hope not. Okay, so <laughs> my, my mom made me and my four brothers – she didn't make us, but she was, like, kind of funny about it and would get annoyed. It's called Life 360, and she did it more as a thing where, because there's five of us, and she would just, like, we, she wouldn't track us. It doesn't say, like, where you are, but if it had this, like, alert thing, so if you're ever in trouble, you can press alert, and then a tracker will locate it. So she always tried to get us on it, but she would never, like, <laughs> because she just worries. My mom's, like... Anytime getting a middle of the night phone call, mom's just worried. Yeah, of so, course. but there's obviously a. If my mom was tracking me and showing up without notice, I'd be like, not yeah, happening. Not having that. But I think that it was. In, I think it was kind of nice to show Ethan's character like having a failed dream. Mm-hmm. You know, because he kind of was put on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have Shay and Stella who are kind of like struggling to find their way. There, there's always that person. I feel like I know so many from high school that you just like think that their life is perfect. Yeah. But. Everyone has like has their own battle and is doing something like that you totally just don't know about. And I think that Ethan is a really good example of that. You know, he kind of comes in and you think he's this perfect child, but he has this whole situation that's about to unfold in front of his family's eyes that isn't so positive. And so I feel like it's kind of nice to see that, you know, portrayed on TV that not everyone whose life maybe looks great on social media isn't always yeah. as perfect as it so seems. So true. Very true. And Martinez is this is a great opportunity for therapy. We need to exp- tell each other how <laughs> we feel. And I do like how Alice is that, that therapy is like mumbo jumbo for white yeah. people. Yeah, yes. <laughs> that so like, that's what I said. Like this show is funny for everyone. Yeah. I feel like all different like ages, races, everyone can like find their funny oh, yeah. in this show. And what I did like though is that they find Mike finds out very quickly what the deals with Ethan as well. So yeah. I thought they were going to delay that until the end, but I like that he found out fast. And then mm-hmm. the idea was like, all right, he's going to have to tell Bob, and I can't wait. This is going to crush his, yeah. break his heart. I can't wait to see it. Yes. Uh, so they decided, all right, family game that happens. Uh, and they're waiting just for Ethan to kind of spill the beans. Like, are you going to tell him? And Ethan won't do it. He just keeps dragging it and dragging it, making excuses. 
um, Stella has a really funny line at this point because um, she keeps going. Uh, Alice keeps saying to Ethan, like, I'm right here. I'm right here if you need me. <laughs> yeah. And she goes, why does grandma keep saying where she is? <laughs> yeah. I, like, laughed out loud at that part. I thought that that was so cute. Yeah. She has, like, really funny. She also really delivers on her lines. I feel like she, like, makes me laugh out loud. And I did enjoy that, too, uh, because when they say, when he lies and says, oh, uh, you're, uh, Bill Murray's going to be uh, playing my partner. Right. I'm going to introduce you. And Mike says, why don't you call him from the Four Seasons? That <laughs> yeah. place is, you know, this place is probably like a shed compared to that. I thought yeah. that was... Uh, it was like jab, jab, yes. jab. And I really liked it, too, because Mike, you know, I honestly thought that he was going to be the one to bust out Ethan. Yeah. And I like how he did it. I like how he subtly was like, you know, I know, Ethan. You know? Yeah. Right. I'm just waiting for you to tell him. I thought that was really funny because that line just worked out perfectly and it was great. And it would just be nice where you just like sit up subtly just like waiting yeah. for like, yeah, <laughs> this is going to happen. Yes, I can't yeah. wait. I want to see the old man cry. Right. Oh, I want yeah. to do it. And then we find who the person that finally spills the bean is Martina. Yeah. Who's, yep. She's been advocating that, you know, therapy is like, that's why we have therapists. He a ther- needs to be the one to say this for himself. Yep. She goes, I don't want to have to say this. She's and like, boards it all out. Yeah, she goes, if people didn't have therapy, then people would be whatever, and she <laughs> yeah. lays it all out. And I thought that was great, too, because the whole episode she'd been preaching about therapy and all yep. these different techniques ends up she's the one who breaks the techniques. and That's, that's like meddling in with your own family. Yes. That's what I was yeah. saying. You know, it's like she was way too invested. She was too far deep. She was in the shed with everyone. Like, she yes. was too far deep into the situation <laughs> yeah. to try to be a, a, a neutral, objective bystander, which is what therapy, I feel like, is supposed to be. Yeah. I think that's sort of the, yeah, too far in the shed. You're too far in the shed, Too guys. deep in the shed. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, and Mike, who thinks it's going to be this really, yeah, he's going to enjoy seeing this moment of Bob right. being crushed. All of a sudden, Bob is like, no, let me give him a hug. He was a stand-up guy. This was a hero, so I'm going right. to give him a hug. And so Mike's a little defeated about that. Yeah. And then as we talked about Bob not being completely clueless, we come back to the shed with Mike just chowing down on that, that those crunch berries there. Yep. Uh, and Bob comes in and they want to have a little talk. And we find out that Bob has associated Mike maybe too much with his first marriage that failed. Yeah, right. And so it kind of associates him with that. But with Alice, a happy marriage, and young Ethan right there, he really was a better father to him. And he realizes that he was a better father to him than Mike. Yeah, I like how he admitted that. And it was kind of an interesting... Um, like perspective of the, I don't know it was like it makes sense but I had never really thought about that you know I just thought they had a different relationship and I kind of like how he brought that out he's like you know I realized this and I realized my fault and he was straight up with him he's like that was a bad marriage it was a different time in my life and you know that made me realize when I'm happy and now I'm such a better father yeah, so, so I did. I, I thought that was really honest, and I think that that apply as you've been talking about, Danny, like to many other people, and be able to relate to these situations. I'm sure, many people have been in marriages or relationships that have just been uh, very bad, and that's kind of colored the way they've treated loved ones in their lives. But then, when you're also in a very positive relationship, can completely change the way that you relate to each other. But mm-hmm. people from that previous relationship are going to feel very, like, only going to see you from that one yeah, perspective. Right. I also think it's nice that you see how Mike and Bob show affection towards each other is just different. It's yes. sweet. They have their own like love language. And I feel like it's nice to see that his relationship with Ethan doesn't make his relationship with Mike any less important. Yeah. I think that that is what kind of like the moral of this episode was. Is like just because this is like some flashy like love you relationship that Bob has with Ethan doesn't mean that his and Bob and Mike's relationship isn't important and doesn't have its own value and its own quirks and I think that they kind of were really they, they had that moment at the end where they kind of like cursed back and forth at each other and he's like look at us getting all mushy, you know? Yeah. I, I, didn't I like thought that. that that was nice. You know, I thought that was it was a cute it was a cute way to show that this is their way to bond, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Because uh, I did like that. It was like, what? Uh, did you did you ever look up to me? I'd have to be the delusional to do that. Yes. You're a pain in the ass. You're a <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah. I does. feel like we're going to definitely see more as this season unfolds of Mike and Bob's relationship. Okay. I feel like hopefully we'll get to see kind of 
more of them bonding and more of them kind of opening up and and I feel like them two both have really hard exteriors and we're gonna kind of get to crack through them a little bit slowly at a time and because I feel like you know Martina is like so vulnerable and like lays her heart kind of on the table but I feel like Bob and Mike share that they're very similar even though they don't necessarily see it I feel like hopefully down the line through this season we'll kind of get to see more of their vulnerability and more of their you know, soft side, their mushy side. Uh, well, Danny is, I threw out a little predictions for what she thinks about this entire season. So that leads us into a perfect transition to some predictions of our own about the rest of the season. Your oh. After Buzz TV prediction. Well, we've got time for a couple quick predictions. Abby, what do you think? I definitely think that they're going to include a, is it Shay is Miranda Cosby, yeah. right? Yes. I think that they're going to include a love love interest for her. And I'm kind of excited to see where they go with that. I just, I feel with her and Stella becoming close and already having like the little dating app thing, I think that they're gonna, their relationship's really gonna grow and I think that they're gonna rub off on each other. Um, Cause I feel like they have such contrasting personalities and I think as they get closer, they're gonna, you know, get rub off on each other a little more. And I really think that they're gonna give her a love interest. Yeah, I, I could see that because definitely the way that her character is portrayed and she doesn't really pick up on social cues, things mm-hmm. like that, to yeah. see her for, in her first kind of real relationship yeah. would be interesting to I see what so. that's so like. I think they're going to really do that. So. That's my prediction. And, and to see what, what sort of person she would be in a relationship mm-hmm. with. Is it going to be somebody that's very much similar to her or very, very dissimilar to her? I think it's going to be very different. I don't think it's going to be... Maybe maybe Stella will find a friend for her or something. Yeah. I feel like... Um, I, what I hope, I, I think it'll be interesting if someone gets a job. That's kind of what I'm hoping for this season, is if one of the, the two daughters gets a job and how that's going to play out. Like, is one of them going to stay home and the other one going to move out? Or what's what's the dynamic going to be? I feel like they're going to get really close. And are they going to be, like, torn apart? Is there going to be jealousy if one of them gets a job and the other one doesn't? I almost think it would be interesting if Stella got a job before Shay, because mm-hmm. Shay has always been the overachiever. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that's how this will kind of unfold. I wonder if if kind of the roles are going to reverse a little bit in, in terms of, like, success, if you will, after college. I, how do I feel like Stella gets any sort of job? It's not going to be very long term. I can't imagine yeah, holding down. a little yeah, <laughs> bouncy around. Well, that's going to do it for us for this episode. We broke down the first three episodes of Crowded, yes. but we're going to be back here next week breaking down episode four. Yep. We'll be breaking down one episode per week for the rest of the entire season. But in the meantime, if you want to continue the conversation with us on the Twitters, as they like to say, <laughs> Abby, where can they find you? Underscore Abby Vega on Twitter. And uh, Twitter, uh, Instagram, it's at Danny Golub. Oh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie and check me out at iOS every Tuesday night at 9.30 with my improv team, Max. We'll be back uh, next week to break down episode four of Crowded. In the meantime, like us on Facebook, rate us on iTunes, uh, check us out on Twitter, and we'll see you next week for episode four of Crowded. Bye, Bye everybody. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 